Hey, good morning. Yeah. How are you doing? Good morning. Doing? Fine, thanks. I'm so happy to be here today. Yeah, okay, so today we're having the, our first interview in the shift. Uh, we're having Lucia Sanchez, that's the current uh, CEO and founder of Lita Gastronomics. So, yeah, how excited from 1 to 5 right now? I'm really, really excited. Uh, 5 is the top? Yeah, 5 is the top. So then, please tell us a bit about yourself. So I'm Lucia Sanchez, I'm 20 years old, I'm currently doing 30 years of business management and digital innovation in London, but uh, I'm doing online classes at the moment. And at the same time, I run my own digital marketing agency. Uh, it's a digital marketing agency for restaurants, so we run social media, web design just for restaurants and coffee shops. Yeah, that's super cool. And how are you doing with that? Do you think it's difficult like for a youngster? Yeah, at the beginning it was hard because when I went to talk to restaurant owners, they were like a bit skeptical. They were like, you're too young or uh, like, are you doing this just because of a mm -hmm. hobby? It's not, is it a proper business? Can you make invoices? They were mm -hmm. like, they were not, they didn't trust me at the beginning. But now we have over 30 restaurants, so now there's a proof that we actually do good work. Mm -hmm. So now it's easier for me to go and talk to a restaurant owner. But yeah, at the beginning it was hard. So do you think like once you have, you have got like one or two restaurants, like it's more easier like for the next restaurant, yeah, because you have like a portfolio before that you can work on? Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's it's way easier. As, as you get more clients, it, it gets easier and easier each time. Because you grow up your portfolio, you have some case studies, you can prove um, you also can get testimonials, so um, I always ask my clients to give me some feedback so I can include it on my website, I can include it on my portfolio, and yeah, it gets easier each time. Also, if you have like a pizza place, a burger place, then you can go to a restaurant and do like a more personalized proposal and say mm -hmm. like, yeah, I've been running this burger place for a few months, they have grown, they have shown they have seen that more people are going because of social media. Mm. So yeah, as you grow your portfolio, it gets mm. easier. And like, what came to your mind, like your 20 uh, years old guy, like as happy at college and what like, what, like did you manage to enter into that market? Did you like do an uh, entrepreneurial business? Uh, mm. Yeah, I've always been very entrepreneurial. Since I was a small child, I've always wanted to have my own business. I knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I didn't see myself working for someone else. And I've always tried different businesses. I started well, selling t-shirts, I made my own online shop when I was 12 years old. Then I learned how to code, I made some video games. So I've always had my own projects. And then I, was, I started running just social media for a restaurant as a hobby, just to make some money. And well, I was in Australia because I spent one year there. And then I, when I came back to Spain, I realized that I loved going to restaurants. I always took a lot of pictures, recorded a lot of videos. And I've always been passionate about design, marketing. So I decided to combine those two things and I decided to, to make it a business. And I started contacting more restaurants and scaling the business. Yeah, we're going to Australia thing in a minute. But first, like, do you think like, you got any influence? Um, like maybe any family, friends, or like I don't know, any mentors, I don't know if you have uh, any mentors or something. Yeah, my, my dad has his own business and I think that influenced me a lot because I've always seen in my house uh, books about entrepreneurship, 
magazines and I've always been surrounded by this atmosphere. So I got really interested in entrepreneurship when I was a small child. Actually, like one of my first books that I read was Steve Jobs' biography because mm-hmm. I saw it at home and it, I really enjoyed using my computer. I love technology, so it, it was something that seemed very interesting for me since I was a child. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that influenced a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like yeah, I think it's true. Like sometimes when we have like an you know, influence at home, like maybe like in our familiar circle, it's more easy like, to do something. Uh, out of Australia, how was the experience? Like, do you think it changed you a lot? Like, you go a lot, like to meet new people, and like uh, in order, for example, for data customer, I mean, do you think going to Australia, going like outside your home, like made you like you feel like uh, more powerful in order to do business or something? Yeah, for sure. I think that every every person should live on its own once in their lifetime. And I think going away to a new country that is so far from home, it makes you be more proactive, try to meet new people. And those skills are really important when you try to start a new business. Because you need to talk to people, you need to partner with someone else that maybe can help you with your project. And being forced to do that when you are abroad, it helps you for your future projects. Because you have to make new friends in a, in a country that is not your country, it's not the same language, it's not the same culture. So I think it's, I would recommend every, every person to travel, to go abroad and live by its mm-hmm. own for maybe a year, two years. Mm-hmm. Well, like the shift is about Yen said. So yeah, like as a yesers, what do you think like are like our main challenges like nowadays? I think our challenges are that there's a lot of competition out there. There's a lot of talented people. There's now we live in a globalized world and there's many talented people from other countries, many young people, especially for example, Chinese people are starting to study abroad in the US and mm-hmm. in UK and so there's now before young people the other generations compete against other people from the same country. Now we compete against the world. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one of the challenges that we have now mm-hmm. to become to to become the top of the world, not just mm-hmm. of our country. Yeah, like, do you feel like, for example, social media can be a challenge to us nowadays? It is true that it helps us like, to connect with all the world and like, to a lot of information, but do you think that can be a like, kind of challenge? Because sometimes it's good to have information, but probably like, that like, amount of information can be also like, harmful for us. Yeah, I think the problem with social media is that most of the people waste too much time. And this time could be used for something more profitable, mm-hmm. learning, um, I don't know, um, yeah, just working on your project. I think the issue with social media, instead of the information, not just the information, but the amount of time we spend on it, that's what's really harmful for our generation. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, yeah, I think it's true, but also I think it's the kind of what you use social media mm-hmm. for, right? Like, for example, there's not these social networks that like, let us to connect with other people, other like, senior people that can mentor us and that can help us in, you know, to do, uh, like, fire. But, uh, 
what do you think of the first example? There's a lot of people say, hey, I don't want to go into an entrepreneurial career right now because I want to go with my friends. Do you think like you can combine both things, like having fun and doing entrepreneurship? Yeah, I think you can combine both. Obviously, it's hard because it requires you a lot of um, commitment, mm -hmm. but then at the end, you make your decisions. You decide how you spend your time so you can change according to your plans. So for example, I know like when someone asks me, you have to work today? I'm like, I always have to work. Like, work is there. I decided, I decided when I want to do it. Maybe like if someone says, you want to go for breakfast tomorrow? Mm, if I don't have any meetings, maybe I can go for breakfast and then work in the evening. I can schedule my day around my plans. That's the positive part of entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. It's true that at the beginning it's hard because there's more work than the amount of hours you have in a day. But once you get everything organized and you delegate tasks and you organize yourself, you can decide how you want to spend your time. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. And with like making uh, making an impact, it's about smart people. What's about like working hard? <laughs> yeah. uh, I think it's not about being smart. I don't consider myself the smartest person. I I wasn't the typical person who got uh, nine, tens in school. I've always been like eight, seven, eight, nine sometimes. Mm -hmm. But I consider myself a hard worker, and I think it's more about hard work. But most important about mindset. It doesn't really matter how smart you are if you don't have your your goals, you don't have your objectives clear. Because I remember at, at school I went with many people that were really, really smart, but they didn't know how to make the most out of how smart they were. They were just studying to get good grades, but they didn't know how to apply to make a change or to make something, to make a project. So I think, yeah, it's more about obviously hard work, and mindset, I think mindset is most important. So yeah, so about mindset, like what advice would you give to other shifters that like, they're mm -hmm. probably watching us like, when we launch <laughs> this video? Uh, for sure, I would recommend traveling and getting away <coughs> from your comfort zone. Maybe that sounds a bit cliche, but it's true. I, I, I experienced that. I've been going away since I was a small, and every time I travel on my own, I go somewhere new, I have to talk to new people. It forces you to, to make an effort and that's where I've always have had the best ideas. I, I feel that I've been more productive when I was away on my own, having to deal problems within myself. And so I think for mindset, I would recommend just going somewhere on your own. Yeah, I completely agree with you and I think sometimes when we're like in our routines, like mm -hmm. we don't see like after a rise, yeah. like when someday we just go out only maybe for a day, for a week mm -hmm. or whatever, like we can just like the other part of the world mm -hmm. we can see like in a normal day and then that's the way like that's the moment where you say, mm -hmm. Hey, I can make an impact this way. Yeah, I totally agree with Because when we we have a routine, we we don't we yeah, we don't see anything else apart from we always think, oh yeah, I'm gonna have to be here. Then I go at eleven to somewhere. Then I have to go for lunch, and then I go work. And then you don't get to sit and think uh, of new projects, new ideas. You live on a like on a bubble. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and like for example, 
we're said, like we're talking about like uh, about going out of our comfort zone. But like last year, something happened, and it was COVID. <laughs> what challenges do you think, and like what advantage has COVID created for all of us? Um, I know it's a tricky question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think for me, it has actually been positive because it forced me to stay in a place and focus on my project. Because before COVID, I was studying London, I went to Australia, mm -hmm. and I was struggling, and I was doing, I was running social media, but just as a hobby to mm -hmm. make more money to keep traveling. So I wasn't focused on a project and coming back to Spain and having to stay at home for so many months, it forced me to focus, to uh, spend more time learning new things and growing the project. So in that way, I think it helped me to focus more. And I think people, people started to, young people also started to, yeah, to learn, use the internet for learning, for mm -hmm. thinking about new projects, reading maybe. So it gave us like a break of our busy lifestyle to focus and realize what we want and what mm -hmm. we don't want. So yeah, so about learning, do you think like learning is about money or is about interest? Like what I mean here is like uh, a lot of people, yeah, I want to learn a bit more about blockchain, mm -hmm. but do you think if, if I want to learn more about blockchain, do you think I need the money? Or just the interest I need to get to that uh, topic? For sure, I think it's, it's the interest. Like, and nowadays, everything is online. We can access to any resources <laughs> at free or even cheap, a really cheap price. There's a lot of online courses taught by universities such as Stanford, Harvard. So we can get access to a lot of sources of education. Now, I, I don't feel that the more money you have, there's no need, like, there's no need to spend a big amount of money on a master's on an online mm -hmm. course, because all the content is online now, it's free or really cheap. Mm -hmm. Of course, there's some exceptions, but if you want to learn something and don't have the means to spend the money, you still can do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also I think, like, now COVID has uh, led us, like, to open a lot of borders with all these universities that you were talking about, like, for example, and now, for example, in my case, uh, I can study at home. I mean, I can be every player, every place I want in the world and just connected to Zoom to class. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I think it helped it help us to become location independent because mm -hmm. I'm also studying my university in London, but I'm doing it from Spain, from my home in Alicante. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I run my own business. So it helped me to do both things at the same time because I know that if this year I, I had to be if I had to be in London I wouldn't have not started this business because mm -hmm. I, I would be in London I would be committed to university wasting a lot of time with the metro the bus then social life as well mm -hmm. and I know that if COVID <laughs> didn't happen and mm -hmm. didn't allow me to study from home I would have not started this project mm -hmm. so yeah I think that COVID has helped a lot with with being able to get access to education. Yeah, so let's talk a bit about routine. Like, uh, what do you think? Like, I want to prove that like an entrepreneur routine is not a weird routine that only a few people have. Like, what is like your kind of uh, routine? Like, uh, what are your hobbies? Like, do you know? Uh, do you do any kind of sport every day? 
I don't know, maybe you do some mindfulness or maybe just some meditation. <laughs> How's your routine? Well, um, yeah, my uh, I love doing sports. Uh, I do water sports because I live in Alicante and we have the sea there. I love surfing. I love wakeboarding, being outdoors, walking, hiking, mm. and running. Yeah, I always try to do a little bit of sport every day. I also love going for a coffee, of course. Mm -hmm. I, I have a marketing agency for restaurants, so I love going to restaurants. I spend, <laughs> I spend most of my free time going to restaurants and most of my spare money as well to go to restaurants. <laughs> And yeah, I love meeting with people, meeting with friends, talking. So not mindfulness, not like waking up at 5 a.m. like uh, Robin Sharma says. <laughs> no, not really. I, I, I love to wake up early. I wake up around 7 a.m. And then I do sport. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like my mindfulness. Because when I'm doing sport, I try to think of everything I'm going mm -hmm. to do throughout the day. <laughs> so the first thing I do in the morning is a little bit of sport. So I kind of schedule myself in my mind, my day. And then, yeah, and then I love to have my coffee, my <laughs> breakfast, and yeah, I think that's my mindfulness. <laughs> I don't do yoga or anything else. I try to do yoga sometimes, but I prefer more active things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, like, for being more productive, for the shifters that are listeners, do you think, like, uh, doing some uh, planning and scheduling, like, the, your, I don't know, mm -hmm. your timetable that day, it's useful? And yeah. makes you, like, more productive? Hmm. Yeah, for sure. I always love scheduling, planning everything. Every Monday, I set my timetable for the week. I write down, I have a paper, and I write, I write down all the tasks that I need to do, and I schedule them mm. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Of course, then it's flexible, because there's maybe something occurs, a, pl a new plan or a new meeting or something, but I try to, on Monday, spend my morning organizing the whole week. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, it's key for productivity to know, to schedule, for example, I, I say, I spend one hour um, changing the website, two hours contacting prospects, clients, and then, uh, yeah, I try to schedule my day as much as I mm -hmm. can. So digital native and on paper, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know that's something that a lot of people ask me. Even my dad, he now organizes himself with an, himself with an iPad, but I still love to have paper, pen, write everything down, tick, cross, mm -hmm. highlight. I need to to see it on paper. Yeah, like I don't know why. Like for example. For a lot of like uh, other people and us, like they think like we're like a lost generation, like we don't read anymore. So like about paper, like what is the last book that changed you the most? Like uh, probably like I don't know when it was or like. Uh... So, yeah, I really enjoy reading and reading with actual paper. I love highlighting and everything. The book that I really enjoyed, the last one that I really enjoyed. Well, it's, it's in Spanish. It's by Ancho Pérez. He's an entrepreneur. <laughs> This is from Spain. His last book is called... In Spain, it's called the Los Peldaños de la Gente Feliz. <laughs> And it's... Yeah, it makes, it's about mindset, happiness, <laughs> how to be... How, yeah, how to be happy, but not like as cliche as it sounds. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I really liked it. Would it be something that like you would change that you have done already? For example, I know in the past five years, you have done, you have done something that you regret about it, and you have changed that. Like, there is something that 
you, for example, if there are any shifters that are right now, they're 15 years old, what advice would you give them? Mm, I don't think uh, I regret anything. I think I took all the opportunities that were available for me and I made the most out of them. So yeah, as a recommendation, I would say just take any opportunity that's, that you have. Like, If you see that there's a competition about like a startup project, like for example, I remember when I was younger, I was always searching for entrepreneurs, scholarships, programs. Um, for example, I went, I, I won a participation in a program called Imagine Creativity, mm -hmm. and it was a trip from Barcelona to London, and completely for free, and and you had to develop a, like an entrepreneurial project during the trip, and then. I, it gave you access to the Mobile World Congress, and it was great. So I would say that young people have to be active, actively searching for these kind of opportunities and always applying, even if you don't think you have the chance to win, always apply to these opportunities, scholarships, mm -hmm. um, apply to the university you've always wanted to go. Like, don't put limits on, on the possibilities that you have because there's always a chance that you get the, the mm -hmm. place. Yeah, like for that, did you get any help, like from any other like uh, mentors or like senior people? Um, not really. I've always loved searching for information. I spend a lot of time just googling everything, and I think it's more just about the time you spend. Mm -hmm. So not, yeah, it's about yeah. being curious. And yeah, like the you yeah, want. being yeah. curious, searching for new things, mm -hmm. um, just Google search in social media as well. And yeah, you don't need anything else, just mm -hmm. curiosity and time. <laughs> so then like about curiosity, you know, like there is this kind of people that for example now there's like Elon Musk, mm -hmm. uh, like uh, that like they're like genius, like uh, you know, the, the smartest person ever. But do you think it's better like to be extraordinary and late or good and on time? Because for example, there's a lot of people that say, yeah, I don't want to do nothing because I'm not that smart or I'm not that genius as Elon Musk. Hmm. But what do you think? Like mm, About being good and on, on time, I don't <laughs> think that there's an actual correct time. Like there's always opportunities and you have to just know how to search and where to search. So yeah, I don't think, I think you can be As, I was, as we were talking before, it's not about being good or the best. It's about your mindset and your goals and, and just, yeah, and being able to identify an opportunity mm -hmm. even if someone else don't see it as, a, as an opportunity because mm -hmm. there's not the right time. I started my business during, during COVID and my business is about, it's my services for restaurants and many people were like, but how did you start a company offering a service to restaurants where restaurants are closed and they don't even want to invest in mm -hmm. social media or in website or in implementing something new. But I identified that there, maybe not now, but in the long term, it was going to be profitable. And mm -hmm. now I'm seeing the results of all the work that I did during mm -hmm. the COVID because at first it was so hard to get new clients, as I was saying, mm -hmm. they, they didn't want to invest. But now 
as I send a lot of proposals, I talk to a lot of people, now I'm starting to see these results. <coughs> I st I'm starting to get calls mm -hmm. from restaurant owners that I, were to I was talking five months ago, probably. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it, it was not the right time. It was mm -hmm. not the best time. But I identified the opportunity. So I think there's never the best time to mm -hmm. do something. It's just seeing the opportunity and getting action. Mm -hmm. getting so yeah, so like, what was like the first time you said, yeah, this is my way in life to do something meaningful to society? Yeah, I know, maybe with a, with a pandemic, yeah, now like all restaurants are closed. I know I can help them, I can help mm -hmm. them to get open again. I can help like to, uh, like to enter in the mind of new people, all these restaurants. So I do think, for example, digital gastronomy is like your way like, uh, to make an impact in society right now, or it was like before when you realize this is like the way I wanted mm. to make an impact. Um, yeah, um, I think we're helping restaurants to promote themselves, get out there, trying to get more clients. But I don't think maybe calling an impact to society because we help restaurant owners. We're not making an impact to society. I think that I would love to make more impact to society, mm -hmm. maybe more in with my personal experiences, helping young people as you're doing this generation, as you're doing with the Swift, the Swift, with the with all your projects, and I think it's not just digital gastronomic as an as a mm -hmm. making an impact because we're helping other businesses, we're providing a service. Mm -hmm. But personally, I would love to do more to make an impact on young people, especially. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's really nice. So like for all the sifters that are listening, would you give them like any advice? Because what power do we have uh, right now that they didn't have like our previous generations? Well, I think now that we live in a globalized world, everything has become easier. We can travel easier, more easy, easily. Not now because of the COVID, but we can access to opportunities all over the world, for example, even now with COVID, all the internships have been made remotely. Mm. So we can do an internship from a company that's in the US and the mm -hmm. UK, and we compete. We are able to get into that competition for that place. Mm -hmm. Whereas before you had to live in London or you had to be in the US, which is not always easy for mm -hmm. someone here in Spain. So I think that we have a lot of opportunities we can if you do a LinkedIn search, you can see how many opportunities there are. And, and yeah, I think that I would recommend, as I was saying before, to everyone just to apply to, 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 to apply for, for, um, for any position, even if you don't think that you're not good enough, because mm -hmm. there's so many, the more you apply, the more possibilities you have. Mm -hmm. So I would, you were talking about uh, like uh, applying for internships, but also like now like there's a lot of people that are starting into investing into the stock market and everything. But what do you think about investing in life, like in our life, like in order to be more productive, mm -hmm. in order like to be who we want to be? Uh, what do you think about investing in life? Do you think it's important? Do you mean investing in knowledge, investing in yourself? In ourselves. Yeah. Oh, I think investing in yourself is the best investment. Of course, like you've always. You always have to keep growing as a person and keep improving and investing in, in knowledge, investing in books, investing in or in, investing your time, which is the most valuable mm -hmm. thing that we have. Mm -hmm. 
I would say that that's the most important thing, investing our times in something productive. Because mm-hmm. as we were saying before, you don't need to invest money into um, online course or whatever, because mm-hmm. they're really cheap or they're even free. But it's more about investing our time that we sometimes young people waste our time. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, that's the most important resource that we have. I agree. So yeah, I think we're getting to the end of the interview. <laughs> it's, it's everyone's responsibility to give power to our generation, empower us and mm-hmm. motivate our generation to do more things. Because when I see that so many people are so unmotivated or they just want to finish university and get a, a job, and maybe at the government, mm-hmm. and like they want a lot of Young yes, people yeah, tend to want jobs. yeah traditional jobs stability, and I feel that I don't feel represented by those mm-hmm. people from the generation. Mm-hmm. So I would love to help more and more young people from mm-hmm. our our age to and younger people mm-hmm. especially to think outside the box, being a take risk and yeah and make things mm-hmm. that actually have more impact. Yeah, I think you have just described what uh, the shift wants to be. <laughs> like at the end, like the shift wants like to be the voice of our generation, mm-hmm. like voices like you. Mm-hmm. But also like it wants like to inspire other people to uh, I don't know like to go mm-hmm. as you said outside the box, to go out of the routine, to try something new, to invest in yourselves, and to continue learning and developing. Yeah, yeah. I think I think your your aim. The aim of the Swift is so important because I don't feel represented by what other people say, what the society thinks about young people. I just don't feel represented when, whenever I go with my parents or my parents' friends or people other from other generations, and they start talking about our generation. There tend it's it tends to be negatively focused. Like they tend to say, "Oh no, but the young generation." Uh, do not know what hard work mm-hmm. is, they just want stability, they just want to make money without a lot of effort and I don't really feel represented by that and I know that there's many people like us, like all of the people reading mm-hmm. this newsletter and I think there's more than that and it's really important to make it, make an like telling the world that we're here, mm-hmm. that we're not what they think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. So, well, mm-hmm. thank you very much for coming with oh, us thank today. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so yeah, much. See you the, the next month. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>